Welcome to a muzzled chat. Folks, how you doing today? Hope you're having a lovely day. We have a Lime Warrior guest on for today. And you want to hear this one because David has lived it. And he's going to dive into his battle with Lyme disease. I'm happy to report, or he can report for himself, that he's gotten a lot of his quality of life back. So anyone out there struggling with this disease, there's hope. You know, as we all know, what helps one individual doesn't necessarily mean it's going to help the next. But every time I myself come across a story such as David's, I become hopeful, uplifted, there's light. And I, I just naturally want to hear what he went through because I like, can relate, but also what he found most like effective to kind of shift things around. So with that, I just want to thank David from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to join us here on a muzzle chat today so without further ado welcome david how you doing today uh thank you very much for having me we got a, a beautiful day up here in wisconsin and just want to you know thank you for uh, having me on it definitely takes a uh, a collaborative effort a group effort to kind of raise awareness that you know it takes somebody like yourself that can that knows how to do all the podcast stuff it, it takes people in the and the government to hopefully, you know, pass correct laws or it takes somebody out there to do a support groups or, right. or something like that. And, and then, and hopefully with uh, the book that I wrote, hopefully that can be another piece of the puzzle to help get more one awareness out there for it. So that, uh, cause like the biggest thing is, you know, preventing, uh, getting sick in the first place, right. you know, watching, watching for ticks and, you know, checking yourself over, on a regular basis and and then too if, if you do get it you'll get uh you know tested and treated as quickly as you can because if you don't like uh, you and i probably know there's uh it can turn into a, a big yes a big problem right i'm glad you mentioned the book already folks we have a new author guesting on the podcast he created this really cool book I'm excited to order one for myself. It's called Humbled, The Journey to Understanding Life and Chronic Lyme Disease. And I really like, if you don't mind, David, I'll just read this. Like, yep. Because cause to your point right there, you know, um, what would you call this? A bit of the pre- preface, preface? How do you even say that? But uh, The... Uh the part in the beginning or the on the front of the book well i like what is right here it says in the early summary okay that's the summary on the back page yep all right in the early 2000s lyme disease was not considered to be a prevalent or formidable disease i mean i i i personally ran into so many folks that like date back and their whole story resonates like profoundly with this and how freaking sad is that because i've even experienced a decent amount 
of this and the simple fact like this is what has led into 30 plus years of misdiagnosing and undiagnosing with my personal life and it just really sounds the alarm as to how important it is to bring awareness so we can effectively diagnose the root of the issues to bring quality of life and prevent things from going chronic within these individuals and there's so many other diseases that and illnesses that have been associated from you know kind of the the root of it being Lyme disease but it reads uh, especially in the midwestern state of Wisconsin the consensus at the time was that it was easy to diagnose and even easier to treat the mere mention of chronic Lyme disease was scoffed at and you would have been labeled as an attention seeker weak and by some crazy gosh dang yeah that's really healthy for folks facing a life-threatening disease isn't it yep and i think uh a lot of people will be able to relate to that uh statement in the summary of the in the back of the book that yeah it seems like a lot of people that i talk to it's hey i I was misdiagnosed or wasn't diagnosed for multiple years and Mm. couldn't couldn't find the right uh treatment couldn't find a doctor that uh, believed me and all those kinds of different things and it's just a it's a sad thing to go through and especially when i was going through it i was uh i was 14 years old at the time and I was, I remember I was hooked up to like the heart monitoring machines, EKGs and doing all sorts of different tests to try and figure something out. But it was just a, you just basically throwing darts at the dartboard to see what mm. would stick. And, and yeah, like yeah, Lyme was not thought of as a, a big concern, especially back in uh two year 2000 when I uh, first, uh, started getting sick and it took me a good solid three years before I found a doctor that did finally give me a firm diagnosis and did start to do some treatment. So it's a number one thing is to not get it in the first place. But if you do to get the treatment as quickly as you can, because it can snowball on you and and can turn into years worth of problems and, and that's that's what we're trying to raise awareness for and and hopefully prevent people from you know getting sick in the first place or if they do that uh, that it uh, can be you know taken care of quickly but it's it's definitely not the case for a lot of people that I know a lot of people that you know right there's a lot of people struggling out there yeah wow so when do you suppose you contracted this disease in your life I'm pretty sure and I can't there's no way to really confirm it anymore but right. uh it was in the year 2000 okay that uh, I was out on um some hunting land up here in Wisconsin and uh we were playing out in the or, or just basically walking through the woods and and picking some vegetation for a family member and we got back to the car and I just see these you know little black bugs crawling on myself and crawling on my dog and I was like what the heck are these things I thought thought they were maybe like spiders or something Hmm. so I just you know picking them off and throwing them out the window and and you know we picked them all off and thought okay 
think we got them all. It's kind of gross and creepy, but didn't think anything of it after that. And I didn't have anything ever attached to me that I could tell. Mm. But uh, I perhaps missed one uh, that day. And maybe one was attached somewhere in the hair or someplace I couldn't see as much. I don't really know. Mm. But that's where I believe it all started. But I guess there's no way to 100% say that for sure. But it just makes the most logical sense when I look back on everything. So knowing what you know now, like when when do you suppose some of the symptoms of Lyme uh, you started you started seeing seeing that? I think that started to take place uh, about three months after okay. I, I was doing uh, I was doing a lot of uh, schoolwork. I was we had a really bad winter that year, so I was doing a lot of shoveling of not only my parents' property but neighbors' property. I was in uh, basketball at the time, so I had a pretty full schedule. I just kept getting run down with different like colds and and flus and just achy and and then it was one Christmas break that I was having a good time with me and my brothers were going sledding on a on a hill not too far from the house and and it just seems like out of nowhere my throat just started to feel like there are razor blades in it and I I kind of knew at that point I was like this is this is a different feeling sickness than I, than I've kind of experienced in the past and oh and that's when it really started to you know take my health down mm. and that was when i was in eighth grade ended up missing 40 days uh, roughly 40 days either full or half days i missed and uh, it was just i just was in pain i was exhausted uh i couldn't think near as well as i normally did because I, I was always a you know a and b student I was, uh, you know, always enjoyed being in sports and it got to the point at one practice, I couldn't even, you know, run up and down the basketball court because my knees were just on fire. Mm. And, and I, I knew at that point, like, this is, this is different. And I didn't know what it was and nobody knew at that time either. And then it's, it just kept snowballing from there. From eighth grade. Okay. Yep. Four, what, 14 years old. What do you suppose were some of the symptoms that led like how long did that go on for what were some of the symptoms that led to i know you just covered some of it but uh to your positive diagnosis oh well, i didn't it took a while to get an actual positive uh diagnosis on it we had i know i think everybody's probably heard of the western blot uh test for lyme and i think i had that test done I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Wow. And they always they always came back negative. They always showed that there was a something there, but just not enough to be a confirmed diagnosis, which I thought that was always kind of weird, but but then uh yeah, before before I went to high school then, you know, I, it was summertime, yeah, I started to feel a little bit better, but I was uh trying to go to some uh sports camps, a baseball one and a basketball one because that's what I wanted to do in high school. And I couldn't it was just difficult doing normal routine things that I was used to doing. Like just throwing the baseball to first base became a pain in my arm, which mm-hmm. was never there before and and just my my coordination I could tell was not there. Wow. And I I discussed that more in detail in the book, but it just you could tell that there was just something not right and but with nothing being 
you know, proven wrong or shown wrong, I I went on living and tried to, you know, push through it. I'm the youngest of of uh, five brothers. And so when you're when you're the youngest, uh you just you get told to, hey, suck it up, rub some dirt on right. it. Right. You know, and keep uh, going forward. So that's what I tried to do, kind of like a mind over matter kind of thing. So I, I kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. I just kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker and like the I kept getting colds and flus and and now I call those more like a Lyme cold kind of thing because it just it just seemed to be worse than a regular cold. And I gotta say something, the, David. You yeah. are so much stronger than anyone around you is even like attributed. It's it's not like we're seeing seeking accolades or ha. I'm right. You're wrong. Any any type of that. It's just like. <sighs> Cause it's bigger than that. Like clearly this changed the trajectory of your life. Seemingly like yep. being athletic, you know, all the, the physical activities appealing to you in this negatively impact. Yeah. And the more you kind of even knuckle up and push through and bootstrap what whatnot, it, it literally, it, you could damage your body because you yep. got these spiral keats just running rampant and a lot of people aren't that familiar with it it's more resilient almost like cancers or something to where it's not it's not limited to you know like a parasite would be to your a gut or certain parasites to certain parts and organs um there's literally no limitation within the human body. These things cannot go to, they could pass a blood brain barrier. They've been found yep. in ligament tissue and bone marrow. It's, it's incredibly. And so I, yeah, I, I just really, <laughs> I just wanted to profoundly be like to white knuckle. And like, I just wanted to champion you for a second. Like, and validate you like for whatever whatever it breathes like because you clearly suffered many years with not knowing yourself those around you those loved ones even the good intent they have have and have had for you just didn't see it didn't understand it and like what a lonely battle you were facing even without you knowing at that time. And I just want to say you're a lot stronger than we all know. And the yes. fact you're now doing what you're doing, like championing this mm-hmm. narrative and awareness, like I commend you. You got my admiration and respect. I definitely appreciate that. And, and yeah, going through what I did go through, yeah, it does, it does kind of isolate you. And, and especially when, when I was a, being a teenager and then going into high school, you have all these, you know, things you kind of want to do. And with already being sick in eighth grade, I had goals before I got to high school. And my number one goal was to not miss a single day of school. Mm. That was like number one on my list because I knew that if I could stay in school every single day, that, you know, athletics would be, I'd be good at that. I'd be on top of schoolwork. 
Uh, I'd be making friends, maybe get a girlfriend or something like that. Nice. Um, I, I, so as like being in school was my number one uh, uh, priority or goal when I before I even got to high school, and so I was I was pretty determined to make that uh, work because I had all these aspirations that I wanted to do, and lo and behold, though I started getting sick the first week into school. And then it was um, uh, basically one month uh, after I started high school that uh, I was uh, running a cross-country race up in Minnesota. And you know, I felt really great during the race, but uh, I got to about the second mile and this all hell broke loose on my body. And mm. I detailed it uh, more in the book, which is right there. Okay. And basically, yeah. Long look that story thing short, up for a sec. That, that is a okay. cool. Look how cool that cover is. That. Humbled man, that is cool. That looks hefty. How many pages? That is a uh, four hundred page book. Four hundred and two wow. pages. Way cool. And one hundred six thousand words, or somewhere wow. in there. And so, yeah, everything is detailed in there that people might want to know, but uh, that. That one one cross country race I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, once once I got to that second mile, all hell broke loose on my body, and and basically it felt like I was uh, dying. I guess you could say, and Man. and I, and actually did have a an experience where I felt like I was getting lifted up to heaven and seeing the um, wow. outskirts of heaven. There was just a a real peace around me and a, a golden glow kind of thing. And so it was, uh, and like, and when that was happening, all my pain had gone away and it was incredibly peaceful. Wow. But then but for some reason I got sent back, I finished the race. And then uh, a couple of days later I was getting ready to go to school like I normally would go have my breakfast, uh, you know, let the dog out kind of thing. And then I turned to go upstairs to, you know, basically finish getting ready to go to school and out of nowhere, I collapsed the ground, and I was, I was out for know, a few seconds at least, and just this, all this pain and exhaustion and this heaviness came over my body, wow. and I kind of knew at that point, it's like, okay, I crossed the line somewhere in the last uh, few weeks. I pushed too hard, and I didn't know it was Lyme at the time, but the Lyme basically said, okay, you're done. You're You're going to go be in bed for a while, and Basically, I did not get out of bed for the like, next two or three weeks because I was just so exhausted. Wow. And that, and that's when I started to you know, go to more doctors and try to figure out a diagnosis kind of thing. And so that was, say that was one month into high school. I had to, I ended up missing uh, three straight weeks before I even attempted to go back. Wow. So that one goal that I had was already shattered a month into school. And that was uh, that was just the beginning of the just downward spiral that I could not get out of, and it is probably the probably the worst time to really get hit with this type of sickness. And I always kind of thought that you know if I would have gotten sick with this like in the middle of my junior year, I would have had a track record with people there. People would have seen, hey, David's a good student. He's a good athlete. He's a good kid. He's not going to be faking this sickness, mm. but since it did happen when it did, nobody at school knew who I was. The teachers didn't know who I was. Wow. I, was, I wasn't I was able to show anything that I could 
I, I didn't have any track record to show anybody anything. So it just became, I became the sick kid, the weird kid. And I was definitely not, uh, I was not used to that because I, I was always a, a very well-liked kid and very athletic. Wow. And when you take, take all that away from me, that's uh it definitely wears on the on the psyche of a person especially when you're 15 years old then wow. it's uh it's definitely tough did this end up holding you back like uh keeping you from even uh obtaining your high school diploma yeah but it was uh i tried uh quite a long time to get back uh to getting my grades uh, fulfilled and, and completing courses and and taking the test but right and ulti- ultimately um i think i was i was i started doing half days to see if that would work and it worked for a little while yeah that i, I could go and do that but then you can't be a half-time student and catch up with everything you're behind because i was no. basically a year behind already and it just doesn't work and then you know, i started doing I finally did get a diagnosis with Lyme when I was uh, 16 or 17. Yeah, 16 or 17, and, okay. And that's when you're on different drugs, so if you're on different drugs and you're trying to go to school, uh, it just it just was not working very well at all. And just I was just getting sicker and sicker and just doing the different drugs. You go through different reactions and right. it just messes with your body. And and it, it, was, it was just a... Not a not a fun experience Ugh. to go through, and and yeah, I could I could talk for hours about it. That's why that, that's one of the biggest reasons why I decided to write the book, right? Because saying I'm going to be, I talk about this, I talk about that, and you kind of jump around. It's really hard to get a full story when you're only talking to somebody for right, you know, thirty minutes, forty five minutes, an hour, whatever it it may be. That that's a good point. I, yeah. I started I started writing or had the idea of writing the book in 2019. But I didn't really think I was going to get it finished until last year, 2023, and that I just decided to sit down and, okay, let's knock this thing out and just see what happens. And it's just so much easier to for somebody to pick up the book, read it, and go through it to be able to get a better understanding of right. kind of what it was like. Uh, to go through all the all that kind of stuff to it yeah yep. so much so much to it oh exactly it's not just it's not just the physical side of it it's the oh, emotional yeah. side of it. it's the mental side it's the spiritual yeah. side of things yes that um you know and I, I was raised a christian guy and and I, I, in middle of the book I'm, I'm starting to question question why is god putting me through all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and because it's just like your life just gets so flipped upside down. And it was I was so far from what I thought I was going to be experiencing. And I, I really tried to uh, put that in the book that, hey, this was not what I wanted to have happen. I was wow. trying to be a much bigger and better person than I was. And instead of growing and improving, you know, I was basically shrinking and, and, and falling behind into this big, deep pit that is very difficult to get out of. I apologize. I just had to fix a, a battery system. I guess that failed. Anyway, we're, we're good. <laughs> My gosh. So, you know, you're touching on, because cause for me, 
it is important. It's like the whole circle of life or whatnot. You can't just address this illness just from solely the physical doctor side of everything. It mm-hmm. does have an impact. I like how you brought that up, uh, how it does impact your emotional state, your relations, your um, spiritual and it's important to work on all those things kind of simultaneously for mm-hmm. one to really advance the quality of life and kind of get their leg up on on this extremely debilitating disease. Um, so for you, I mean, I love, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, isn't it? Like looking back. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> I could see how God never left my side and without nurturing and kind of watering that seed along the way, I just don't know if I ever would have had the breakthroughs I've had. Like he's there solely. This isn't of him, you know, and I'm a firm believer that like he is our greatest champion and oh yeah you know everything happens for a reason and as we seek that relation like the paths do become more clear and we become led and guided to more so the solution base but does it mean it's gonna happen seemingly overnight for some it does right for some it does yeah but for others it takes a, a lot longer to uh maybe realize uh what god's trying to get you to do or push a different directions and um you know and i think everybody has a little bit of stubbornness to themselves of what they think is the best route for them what they think is in their best interest but sometimes what you think is kind of made what different than what god would want you to to do and and so that's that's why i wanted to put that in the book because I, I want it to be one, I want it to be authentic. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to sugarcoat it or water it down or anything like that, that, you know, I, I make it plain as day that in the beginning, Hey, I was raised a Christian guy and, and God's definitely been a, uh, a big influence in, in my mindset, mindsets and decisions. And so that part is all in the, in the book and there's some Bible verses in there and, um, and all, all sorts of things that, deal with faith and your relationship with God. And Hmm. I think it's a very important thing for, for people to at least, you know, think about. And I definitely don't uh, try to push anything in the book. It's just my experience, what I went through and, and people can uh, take that for what they want, but, and I have to, I have to be true to myself. So that's why all that stuff is in the book. And I think people will hopefully appreciate that. Wow. Yeah, I love how you even have it right here in Humbled, which is the title of your book. You may not always get what you want. You may fall massively short of your goals. You may question or ask God why. However, the results are the same for everybody. Life rarely goes as planned. Bad things will happen. But good is all around you. Take the time to appreciate what you have and use your talents to be the best you can be seems very uplifting and inspirational amongst like being raw, authentic Mm -hmm. and just diving into even like the, the truth, the reality of the situation. Wow. Um, see that's crazy out of what you said. You had five brothers. 
Yep, five. I have four four older brothers. I'm one of five. Four. Okay, gotcha. All of them, I imagine, high school diploma, no problem. Like, like a yeah, they all graduated high school, and I think uh, one, two, three went to graduated from college, and right. You know, my my brother that's uh, closest to me in age. He's six years older than I am. Um, So I saw his uh, high school experience and. And he had a uh, you know bunch of friends, and he was very good in athletics. He was uh, a, a twelve varsity letter sport wow. uh, winner. So you know basically he had three sports every single year uh, to be on varsity, which is kind of unheard of. Mm. And uh, he was able to do that. And so I, I I looked up to all my brothers, and I I kind of put it in the book that you know, I looked up to all of them and what they were able to do, right. and the f- fun that they had in high school, the friendships, maybe the uh, athletic accomplishments that they had, and that's what I was looking forward to. That okay, right. my brothers did this, I'm going to do the same exact thing, or I'm going to try to be even yeah. better. And and I point and that, that was, out, not 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 zero judgment. Are you freaking kidding me? It's just to really kind of put it in the face of any skeptic is to like look it doesn't take a rocket scientist you don't need a mm-hmm. degree to see like no one wants to be in this place and and how actually impactful it is and can be like it, it it's hard for me to even articulate it all right now but just trying to grasp, grasp like the big kind of picture of it all so we can actively support and get behind this because the reality of it is like if it's if this battle is only left to the afflicted it is forever gonna be astronomically challenged and uphill when it doesn't necessarily need to be the more people Mm -hmm. we could get on board and seek understanding that are healthy and well and able to advocate and seek the solutions and the doctors because you you said it yourself like it took years many different doctors to even get your Lyme positive diagnosis like it goes without saying how much more beneficial would it be for you and all these other people suffering to up all of that well well how do we do that folks it's through it's through uh awareness it's through properly educating because it's the doctors it's like you got to find a Lyme literate doctor and it's few and far between you know uh you can go to countless of them and like you like eight nine ten nope yeah. you don't have lime type of thing uh or they don't even consider it to begin with and they just constantly yep, resort exactly. to pharmaceuticals it's just it's not solution based at all so we kind of mm-hmm. need to even with this revolutionize the movement to kind of restructure western medicine to put health and wellness above freaking the money and profits and business right yeah that would help yep it would help yeah it would definitely help a lot and yeah like i said i I went through quite a few different doctors i had doctors say that there's no way that it could be lyme and i had doctors tell me that i was crazy that i need to go see a psychiatrist yeah and that, that really messes with it, with you when you're, you know, 15, 16 years old and oh, yeah. that, hey, 
Okay, nobody believes me now. A doctor doesn't believe me. That that really well, messes even, with you. Even so. you start to doubt. You're like, what is wrong yeah, with myself. me? Like, I'm I must be bad. I must be evil. I must be you know. I must be mental, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no. Yeah, it, all, all those thoughts went through my head too. It's like, am I am I actually faking this? Or um, I, I was starting to doubt myself whether I was uh, yeah. sick or not. Sometimes because sometimes some days I'd feel pretty good. Right. And next day, I'm like, wow, this is, is a total opposite, which I'm, I'm sure people can relate to that. You have your good days, you have your bad days. Sometimes you feel like you can do everything. And then the next week, you're basically in bed and pain, right. you're tired, all sorts of different things. And How clear and, has it become now, now that you've achieved a level of quality of health reflecting back, like, wow, there is zero level of making that up. Zero. Yeah, there is yeah, definitely a zero level of making it up. And I think I really tried to drive home that point in the book, just talking cool. about, you know, talking about my brothers and what they were able to do with what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, I, I didn't want to be sick. I wanted to be ha- having fun and being with the friends and being in sports. There was zero chance that I wow. wanted to be sick and in bed. There is zero chance I wanted to be going to different doctors and right. getting different blood tests and and but when when things kept coming back as oh negative 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 nothing is being proven wrong, you, you do start to doubt. It's like okay, what is really going on in my body? Why am I feeling like this? Is this just natural growing pains? But nobody else around me was having those types of issues, and and that's why I started to just look for other people like myself and um like the internet was still kind of in its infancy back in the early mm-hmm. 2000s but right. i was able to find a, a couple of really you know special people through like the line support groups that people i could just talk to um usually just online you, you type back and forth to them and send messages and and that's that was kind of like the beginning of like the support that i started to grab onto was you know finding somebody else that could relate to what you're dealing with and mm-hmm. and that was immeasurably important right especially uh being at the young age that i was to have somebody that understood what i was going through and and so i, I talk about uh, a lot of those people in the book that it's like it's you need somebody to talk to because family might not understand you doctors might not understand you but there is somebody out there right that uh can help you and kind of one of the things i like to say to people or or kind of relay as the message in the book is you know to be an angel to somebody just like Mm. i talk about these kind of earthly angels that were kind of sent to me to uh help guide me along the way and just be supportive Mm. that just the kindness that some people showed me or just you know saying hi or smiling at me or taking the time to talk that was some of the best therapy that you could really have just to have somebody out there that can listen to you, understand you, and they don't judge you because they know what you're going through because right. they're living it themselves. So it definitely made you, made me feel like, hey, I wasn't on an island anymore. Mm. And having having that support uh, back then was immeasurably important. And even still now, um, I'm finding people that uh, I talk to that – um, I've benefited them. They've benefited me. Uh, I have one really good friend uh, up in Canada that her story 
uh, that I've gotten to know over the last you know year and a half, it really made me feel like, okay, what she's gone through is terrible. What I went through is bad, pretty darn bad, but other people have it worse out there. And I feel like because of hearing her story, it made me really, it gave me the strength and inspiration to, you know, sit down and write this book, get it done and get it out there and not feel or not worry too much about what other people are going to think or say about it. Because I know that this book now will hopefully be able to help somebody else yeah. out there because you you need somebody that you can relate to. If you don't, you're going to feel really isolated. You're going to get depressed and you're going to have all these other terrible thoughts go through your mind right. that you, you need somebody that can understand. So I, I had, I had those angels that helped me wow. get through things. So I'm hoping that with this book that, you know what, uh, for my, those that might, Oh, go ahead and finish. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so hoping with this book that, uh, that can that can actually truly help somebody out there, right. just uh, even if it's just to be able to relate to somebody else or like, hey, there's somebody else out there that has a similar story, and I encourage other people, whether they have Lyme or not, if, whether if, it, if it's a different sickness or something, mm-hmm. that if they have the wherewithal to write the book, or or write the story to get it out there because one, it's good therapy to write it down. And that's it's two. If other people start to read it and can support you, maybe understand things a little bit better. Uh, that's definitely a win-win. And it was it's definitely difficult to uh, get this book done and out there because yeah, you're always apprehensive of, of what other people are going to think or say. Yeah. But I'm at the point now where you know it's my life. I went through it. It's real. It's a hundred percent as far as I can remember. Anyway, if people don't like it. That's fine. I know it's going to help people out there, and it already has. So that's what I'm trying to push forward and do it with doing. That's awesome, brother. I That's awesome. You got my support. Now, not to deter a listener from f- finishing listening to this episode, because I'd love to dive into some of the solutions, you know, and things that mm-hmm. actually helped you. So, guys, stay tuned. But to potentially scratch that itch you may have on going and getting this book, where do <laughs> folks find it? Amazon? Uh, the book uh, right now is it's on Amazon, it's on Walmart and Barnes and Noble. Okay, as well as a few other uh, different uh, smaller book sale sites. Uh, it just became it just went live. Gosh, two weeks ago. Wow. Amazon has been a little bit slow with their delivery or shipment of the book, okay. um, but it seems like they are starting to finally get delivered. But I think it was a little bit frustrating that it's been uh, a couple weeks, maybe a month, sometimes maybe even two months. To my cart right here, and it says it usually ships three to five days. Is that getting delayed longer? Uh, Well, it it started out as it was unavailable on like the first or second day, which was really weird. And then it became, okay, it should ship in one to two weeks. Now it says three to five days. So you might have to be a little bit patient with Amazon. Okay. Um, But uh, it, it will eventually get shipped out. Um, well, for, I know there's, I'll get, I'll be sure to get the link. So check the comments, boom, you could click that, um, and support this man and this movement. And even if, if you, if you see someone struggling, I see how this could apply to anyone facing other things and this could, in in this life and challenges that this could apply to and still 
benefit. So I'm excited to dive in and maybe we could just futuristically have you back and, you know, talk, talk then as well. But let's transition a bit into uh, something I'm really even excited to dive into. Like, so what, what do you suppose, like, what do you, I mean, what protocols do you, because I'm sure you went through the ringer. Uh, what, mm-hmm. what ones did you feel like weren't necessarily that beneficial to you and then transitioned into the ones that actually led to bringing quality of life back? Well, it's, yeah, it's definitely, I think you touched on it in the beginning that, you know, there's, there's different things that people can do or take that may help some person may right. not help another person. Right. Um, so I, I guess I'll start out by saying, find something that works and just keep on doing it that you might do something for two weeks you have to do it for two years no you have to you have to do it for the rest of your life basically mm. that if, if something is helping you have to continue to do it it's just like just like exercising or, or eating well you have to continue to do it every single day for the rest of your life to be able to be you know beneficial um so with that like uh, I started out, uh, I found some really good uh, nutritional type products that uh, helped with the pain, helped with the energy um, and and the tiredness. So I'm, I'm a big, I'm definitely a big advocate for, you know, finding a nutritional product, uh, some sort of vitamin kind of thing, whatever you want to call it, find something that works. I, I don't really recommend anything from like uh, Walmart or anything like a right, anything that's cheaper over the counter. If you're only paying, sourcing, you know, five, yeah, if you're only buying five dollars worth of vitamins, well, that's on the cheaper side of things. That and unfortunately, you do have to spend a little bit more money to get higher quality uh, products and ingredients. And so that's a uh, kind of number one where I started with was I found some good stuff that I used that I, that helped. And then I have, that's kind of snowballed into, okay, what else can I take that might help? What other antioxidant or vitamin or mineral could I use that could be beneficial? So that's really number one, where I would start with somebody is get your body some good stuff. And then also to, you know, get rid of the bad stuff out out of the body too, is I, I do, I do stuff to support the liver and the stomach and the intestines. I take stuff to just flush the bad stuff out and then I feed it with good stuff later on. Mm-hmm. So it's a kind of a clean and feed kind of things. Like you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't drive your car without changing the oil for 10 years. Right. So right. it's kind of the same thing with your body. You have to flush out the bad stuff and then feed it with good stuff. So I do that. I have a infrared David, this sauna. Is, this is a lot of stuff. Yep. A lot of it's stuff. Lot. No, uh so specifically on like the detoxifying and, and you, I know you were about to even dive into that. So mm-hmm. but do you do you recommend people look into like binders, things like that? Or basically what I have is it's just a I can't I can't remember all the ingredients that are in it right now, but uh, it's right. just a it helps to keep the digestive tract clean, clean and clear. Okay. Colons uh, helps to flush out the liver, okay. and then then I'll also make sure you're, you're you're drinking your water. You're not. I don't think probably most of us probably aren't drinking alcohol or anything like that. But right. 
but yeah, you gotta, you gotta be as clean as you really can. So and yeah. I, I don't, I don't really drink too much alcohol ever. And I, I, I try to eat healthy, eat as eat clean and I'm not perfect by any means, but you have to, you have to watch what you're putting in your body. Yes. And then, um, so then, yeah, with the infrared sauna I have too, that helps to kind of flush out stuff through sweating and, um, then tell me you know, about also, that a bit. Do you have one you sit in that your head sticks out of like one of those kind of portable ones or I have, uh, it's kind of like a, a four foot by four foot square box Yeah, that you go and just immerse your whole self in there. And I sit in there for, you know, 130 degrees, 140 degrees for, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. You get how, a good sweat on. How frequent? Uh, pretty much as often as I, as I like. And, um, I do I do it more so in the winter time because right. it gets uh, awfully cold. Yeah, not not this past winter, but uh, in winters past, you just want to go warm up, and it's it's really nice to use. But I also I use it in the summer too, just to oh, 100%. even after like a after a workout or something, it, it really helps to relax the muscles and get rid of any you know, toxin buildup in the. I can't remember what the thing is in the muscles, lactic acid. Did you notice? Now I say this because I just. I just got connected with Bond Charge, which they have an array of products from red light therapies and massage equipment, blue blocks, glasses. It actually formerly was called blue blocks and now it's Bond Charge, but the they even have grounding mats, healing mats. But mm-hmm. uh, what I'm most excited about, I just ordered, has yet to arrive. I can't wait. But it's a, it's a infrared sauna blanket. And because... Okay. So many of these things, like it's very multi-layered as to mm-hmm. sourcing. And, and that's where like stuff, like a lot of stuff, it's like, you know, yeah. Like in, in, and everyone's system's a little different. So with the dieting choices, it's where like I, I might find most beneficial. You may not, you know, yep, that's where exactly. I like the idea of a, an elimination diet and getting as pure I mean, it might even come down to like around you is it, can you actually source really clean vegetables and mm-hmm. things like that, that aren't using the pesticides from a local market and this and that, like, okay, sure. Give it a go. Like on the elimination side of things and cut out the dairy, cut out the other things to see how you feel. That's like a very minimal sacrifice to make to really potentially shift things around. For me, I find my immediate sources kind of on the other side of the spectrum where I'm going to be trying to do more so the carnivore side of an elimination diet and because I can get real clean sources where I know these these animals aren't eating you know processed crap and GMO crap and they're not even fully regulated and vaccinated things of that nature they're naturally organic grass-fed you know beef and I'm really excited to do that and hunting but um mm-hmm. yeah you definitely have to be well i guess in my opinion to have that multi-layer effect that you have to keep you have to do multiple things i think to really get your body right in a uh, a healthier state and i also do uh, i've been doing acupuncture for uh, quite a long time and i definitely highly recommend doing that you definitely have to find a uh, a very knowledgeable person that can really be beneficial yeah but i've been doing that for 15 16 years and and i i absolutely love it it's definitely helped a lot with a lot of different uh, uh symptoms over the years that right. they can just go in and address different uh, points and, and it, it gives you some relief 
And then on top of that, uh, I've been doing uh, chiropractor adjustments. And that's really, and since I've been doing it on a consistent, regular basis, like in the past, I would only go after I had a problem. Oh, but yeah. now I now I do it on you know a monthly basis where I go once or twice. And any like neck pain, back pain, or whatever has drastically gotten better since really? I've done okay. a more proactive approach. So that's the key thing is to be proactive with your health that right. you, you take your vitamins, take your supplements, you know, do different therapies. Like if you want to do acupuncture, like if you want that. to do chiropractor, you, you have to do this on a regular basis. Like your body has, you have to get your body in a position so that it can right. heal. And, you know, that's just kind of what I did and now i just recently started doing more massages on a on a regular basis too and that's just a really good thing to help relax the muscles right. and it's just a a nice you know hour long time where you just sit there and or lay there and and you get your body worked on basically and as all these little things add up over time that 100 you know, mm-hmm. well so i, you li- definitely I have like to keep that. doing it yeah i mean to be aware as to what goes in, that it fulfills its purpose in nourishing, you know, nutritionally on a cellular level. And then naturally we live, I mean, there's been a lot of things identified within food sources, water sources, air sources, even mm-hmm. is to negatively uh, building up things in, in like mold and metal toxins, things of that nature that negatively impact and suppress our immune systems that allow uh, Lyme to run rampant and things like that. So it's like, so to control what we can on the intake and then knowing like, Hey, we got to live our lives and in living our lives, we're going to be exposed to all these other things. That's why I'm like a huge advocate already because I've integrated a lot of different type of saunas. I just can't wait for the infrared. Cause I've heard such great things about, about that on the detoxifying side of things. Um, and then also, yeah, so there's other, other things to focus. Yeah. The spiritual mental and things like that too. But, um, you personally, since you integrated the infrared sauna, have you noticed a, a shift for the better? Well, that's and when I started to use it, that uh, and and sometimes it would actually trigger an adverse reaction where it oh, like, wow. almost so you must have actually been heavily like, toxic. Yeah, 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 and that was it would just release stuff out of the body that I would basically have to run out to go throw up basically. Wow. But uh, no, I've gotten through, I haven't Over had that time. experience for quite a long time now. And then wow. just, because thankfully, yeah, I am feeling much better, which is where I wanted to, to be. And, okay. and I also want to touch on that. I, I didn't really touch on like any treatments that I went through, like with the doctor, but uh, yeah, I did go through, you know, a few years worth of uh, antibiotics. I was under, you know, a Lyme literate doctor's care for uh, quite a few years, but uh, those doctors also recognized that, Hey, it's not just as throw antibiotics at this person that's uh, it's support their body with, natural things as well right and and those are the only type of doctors i really wanted to work with was ones that were willing to work with me and a lot of them said hey the stuff that you're doing right now continue to do it and that's what i wanted to hear because i had felt relief from the stuff that i had been doing mm. so it's like i didn't want to go to a doctor that says oh 
you got to stop doing that. We have to do this now. And I was like, no, you're going to work with me. This wow. stuff has helped me. And then we, we yeah, I did go through uh, my rounds of antibiotics. I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure how many I was on now, but I got to the point where it's like, I don't want to be on antibiotics the rest of my life. Um, I, wa- I wanted to be as natural as possible, as quickly as possible. And because I think that's the best way to really to heal and just, you know, get that, get that stress out of your life as much as you can and, and, and be as natural as I can, I think is, has, that's benefited me the most. And, you know, not everybody can get there as quickly as they want, but, you know, hopefully, uh, in time people can find things that work for them so that they can kind of escape, uh, being on antibiotics and such for the rest of their lives. But, uh, it's, it's everybody's own kind of decision and road to figure out. And mine is just, one example yeah so let's see 52 minutes this is awesome oh, man. This, no this, wow this is good stuff <laughs> um gosh dang yeah there's so much so lime literate find lime literate doctors there's uh, obviously a ton of information on the web and stuff and we're trying to create those hubs for people to source this information and and question for themselves or advocate on behalf of loved ones just but it's interesting so many things i've even seen that you can address like with for lime and like all these other aspects like getting into the sun and grounding and breathing Mm -hmm. techniques all these things like it's it's actually what like gary brecca and these other prominent like health coaches and people in this world are like integrating into their lives to become even the best versions of themselves so it's 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 really cool stuff just to be cognizant and aware and um try to just achieve i mean after all we're all visiting and did to achieve a sense of like the highest quality of life we can while we're here to maximize yep. our experience here like is there a more worthy pursuit you know Mm-hmm. Well, I love that you're not afraid to like talk about God and stuff like that too. And I personally like te- bearing testimony as to like how that's helped me. Right. And and mm-hmm. that's the thing. I don't mean to cram it down anyone's throat because the thing is like, I don't need other people to join this same ideology or belief that I have. I just personally ex- like expressing that because I for so long due to my own human weakness, my own traumas, whatever you would, you know, want to chalk it up as like, I kept that door shut. I pushed away from that and experienced, well, I don't know. I'm here. I'm going to experience life, you know, and focus on like the worldly things, Mm -hmm. but that was to my own detriment. You know, I really wish I would have opened those doors sooner because it really benefited my quality of life and my experience. So I just, I mean, is there anything you'd like to share on, on how essentially that relationship for you had benefited this great challenge you faced in your life? Well, I think it's, uh, you know, going through what I went through, I, I really, I hated it for quite a long time. And I, I was, you know, depressed over it. You, you go through all sorts of, you know, you know, depressions and other, you know, suicidal kind of tendencies that, uh, I, I know other people can uh, definitely relate to and right and it's like and a lot of times I was questioning like hey, where is God and all this and and you know there's there's different experiences that I had that they're all in the book that I almost 
I kind of almost jokingly say that if you don't think God exists, you know, maybe just read this book and it might uh, change your mind a little bit or at least uh, have you thinking, hey, maybe there is a, a God out there watching over us. And right. and that's just that's what I believe in and you believe as well, which is fantastic. And yeah. but like there's there's nothing that's and definitely not cramming it down anyone's throat or anything. But but for me personally, it's you know, I know God's been, you know, watching over me and 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 putting different people in my life to kind of get get me to where I need to be. And and with going through this line, I, I must not have been on the right path and and maybe I was on the wrong path, but maybe I'm on the right path now. I don't know. It's a, uh, it's, that's kind of a mystery of life of where, of where we're actually supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing. But mm-hmm. I, I kind of have a feeling that God has not uh, put me through all that stuff that I was, you know, allowed to go through. And then, and there are, there are points where, you know, I know God was basically holding me and carrying me through all this stuff that I was going through. And, you know, I credit, I credit God, my faith, the, to really pulling me out of some of these dark times that I did go through. Right. And, um, so yeah, it's a, that's kind of why the book is called humble is, is just a very humbling experience of everything that I had to go through. And, and there were, there were times where I thought I was in control and I knew what I was doing, but you know, God had to put me in my place a little bit and, mm. you know, bash me over the head a little bit as you could, you could say to kind of get me to see things differently. And, and yeah, I just, I just don't think that what I went through and my story is meant to be just kept to myself. That, um, yeah, as we all know, God wrote a book called the Bible, right? <laughs> and and it's <laughs> like, well, if God wrote a book to kind of change the world and and help people, it's like, well, maybe I could write a book too, and it it, it probably won't have, it probably won't sell millions or billions of copies or whatever the of the bible have been sold but you know if a, a few thousand copies of this book get sold and and it helps somebody else and then then i kind of feel like i'm doing more of what i'm supposed to be doing in this life and and i would i would not be here if god was not in my life and it's right. i think it's very apparent if you go through the book that yeah I, it just it just feels like you know, God was watching over me and putting angels in my life to to help me uh, get to where I am now to be here with you today. It's it all is kind of weird to think about sometimes that all these little things had to happen for me to be here right now, which is uh, which is pretty cool to think about. Right now, kind of goes without saying that yeah, it's less than ideal because of course we want them years back. We want all this, but but it is mm-hmm. it is crazy and. I don't see how I could have a even an outlook or perspective of gratitude without God, that relationship with God, Um, because it's interesting. Like now, like I could actually foster a tremendous amount of gratitude towards all that hardship, all that pain and suffering and and I believe I could just, it kind of goes without saying, I believe even with you, like you didn't just write this book to get rich, right? You're literally, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> well, the price tag on it, 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 it speaks for itself. Twenty four ninety nine for such a, 
That's a big, big book. old book. Like, are you and kidding the, and, uh, me? That's the funny thing was I had no idea how much a print costs were or what retail with, retailers take out of the uh, with the publishing the with the freaking yep. third parties. Like, you're getting pennies, man. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I, I wish I yeah, it'd be cool to sell this thing for you know three hundred bucks, but that nobody's gonna buy it at that. Right, so you have to price it uh, kind of competitively, but it's at the same time if you I can't price it really any much lower because at that point I don't want to be paying people right <laughs> to uh, to do it. And hey, if I had the if I had the millions means, of dollars in the bank, right. I'd probably do it. Right, but you know, I'm I'm just a normal regular guy that you know I got a few dollars in the bank, but at the same time, and I, I wrote this to help people, and yeah, if I make a few dollars great fantastic but that's not the was never the never the purpose never the goal the goal was to wow you know help other people and change their lives and and uh you had touched on like the gratitude part of it i'm not sure if you can see my shirt in here if it's reading oh, wow. it correctly it's or not that's legit okay, you got it on there okay. yeah and on the back it says lime kills wow and and then has a live humble logo again and then underneath that it says grounded in gratitude guided by god that's kind of the that's so cool. kind of the slogan for the live humble brand and did you have those this, made up yeah i just got this a couple of days ago can can that, i buy those can we buy those are you gonna well i'd have to ship them to you probably if you really wanted one well if you end up <laughs> i'm telling like streamlining and i could even i could even um connect you with uh, my guy Black Eagle Apparel, and I don't know, Mike could arrange something to make that available and get potential some kickback. But mm -hmm. uh, that's pre that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad to see that. Uh, yeah, the uh, yeah, the Live Humble brand is kind of the all encompassing thing that I'm trying to trying to uh, I don't know, get out there. That yeah, yeah, the book is one thing. Yeah, it's about Lyme, but like the live humble thing is, it's, it's being grateful, being grateful for what you have, and just be guided by God, and and just continue to improve and living at that humble life. That's a kind of that mindset lifestyle that can be applied to anybody out there. It's not just people with Lyme. It's you could be going through cancer, you could be going through, you know, relationship problems. Right. anything that there's always something to be grateful for there's always something to work on and 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 just knowing that nothing is ever going to be perfect right. that we're always going to struggle no matter what it doesn't matter if you're rich you're going to struggle if you're poor you're going to struggle everybody struggles at some point in their life some days are better than others wow. but there's always things that we can be grateful for and and live that humbled lifestyle and that's what the live humble brand is all about and and so we'll see where it uh, ends up going but yeah the book is you know one stepping stone of it and right. and if the, if the brand live humble can you know reach even more people and, and just be a kind of a, a model for somebody out there. Right. I think that would be pretty awesome as well. Live humbled. I love it, man. That's really cool. It's kind of crazy. Like we're reading each other's brains here. Cause it was getting like, all right, we're nearing closing. Uh, and I wanted to just ask them like, well, what, what would be some like inspirational things like, like for people that are in there as darkest hours, like what words of encouragement. And it's kind of, you just, you touched on some of that, but with that in mind, I mean, is there any like burn desire or like more you want to embellish on with 
that as you reflect, like go back to your toughest times, what do you suppose some words of encouragement might, might just help improve that day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like that switch or flip that switch within an individual to just take some additional steps that could lead them to, you know, the, the big breakthrough they're seeking. So just like mm-hmm. any words of encouragement. I guess what I can come up with is that, uh, you know, if you're going through, you know, something like this sickness or, or any other issue they might be going through that, you know, it might not take, it might not be the next day. Everything is sunshine and roses. It might, it might take a few weeks, might take a few months, might take a few years, but the, I guess the biggest thing is to kind of take each day and, and try to, try to be better and it's it might not happen every single day you might take three steps forward you might end up taking six steps back right but the big, biggest thing is just to continue to wake up and do the things that you can do whether it's something small mm. that can be and it could be something as simple as making your bed or hey maybe i was able to walk up the stairs today and not collapse because i went through that yeah. um and just being grateful for what you have and just knowing, hey, there's probably somebody out there that could be going through as worse or, or worse of what you're going through right now. Mm-hmm. And then it's also, it's very good to be able to, you know, find somebody else that you can talk to that you don't want to, you don't want to isolate yourself into your bedroom right. for very long. And it's, it's okay to be isolated for a couple of days or something like that but you don't want to be in bed for years and being away from everybody it's you know find somebody there's there's somebody out there for somebody to right. you're not alone to, to yeah you're not alone there's somebody out there to talk to and you just you might have to reach out a little bit to do it but um I, i've had people that i've have, have come into my life and, and have become really good friends over the years and that without them I'm not here or I'm not near as far as I am without them. And I definitely touch on those people in the book and in the back of the book, there's uh, just some acknowledgements to those people that did help me along my way. So yeah, I just every single day, try to improve, try to accomplish something. Um, But then you might not see, and just be patient with yourself because you might not see results in a, in a week or two. It might take a few months. It might take a year. And in the book, um, I talk about when I tried to get back into shape. And at my lowest, I was 90 pounds. Wow. And that was when I was 16 years old. And I think that I was 18. I was, you know, 110, somewhere in there. And and I, I started working out. It was, it was difficult just to bench press the 45-pound bar sometimes. Wow. And, and so – getting fit and in shape for myself, it took a good couple of years to be able to, you know, lift the amount of weight that I wanted to lift or be able to run a mile or two miles or to be able to play basketball again or to, or to go on a couple mile run. It's, it took years for me to basically rebuild my body to the point where I am now that I can basically almost do anything that I want I still have to be a little bit careful with uh, making sure I'm not getting too stressed out or pushing too much for too long. Mm. One, I'm getting older too, so that doesn't help. Right. But, 
but at the same time, if you have to be taking care of your body and and just uh, every every year you try to be better, and that's been my mindset since I was 18 years old, was to just improve every single year that I can, whether it's in my health or whether it's in uh, occupation, a job, or maybe learning a new skill. Uh, learning, I, I play, you can see I play guitar back there. It's better guitar or something like that. There's all sorts of things you can improve upon. And and since, yeah, we're not perfect, there's always going to be room for improvement. So every single day, you just have to get up and uh, and try try your best is, is all you really can do. Right. I love it. David, this has been a pleasure. This has been very inspirational and I'm excited to order this book. So listeners, let's support this man and the battle he's fought and what he's advocating here and for, and for this, not just this episode, but even his book, the link to the book uh, far and wide. Um, let's create that alternate economy that we keep talking about that's, that's going to ensure that better tomorrow. And you can just see it and hear it in this man's voice as to the the selfless path David's been on. So check that out. Be sure to check the links. Also look into Bond Charge because I'm telling you, there's they have a, a whole slew of products that are on behalf of like us improving the quality of life while we're here. And for the time being, you use the link in the comments below and also include unmuzzled chat and checkout. You will receive a 15% discount off the entire order. Take advantage of that while we still got it. But uh, I just want to thank you, David. And uh, stay on the line because I want to chat with you a bit hereafter. But okay. bless you all. Thank you for joining. We will see you soon.